This episode is brought to you by Pitbull and his blockbuster quote. The grass always looks greener on the other side till you get to the other side. Welcome to the Stefan Dyer Podcast, my people. Hello, my people. Welcome to the Stefan Dyer Podcast, where I host people with remarkable stories for amazingly vulnerable conversations. Today, we have one of Toronto's finest, ladies and gentlemen. It's Nico P. is an award-winning MC, DJ, and event promoter. He's performed on stages with artists like Nicky Jam, Romeo Santos, and co-produced the incredible Mass Festival, to name a few of his accolades. With thousands of events under his belt, the Argentinian-Canadian strives to be the best entertainment icon in the city. And what I love the most about Nico P's story is his relentlessness and ability to make things happen regardless of all the noise. From flyer boy to the city's top names, Nico P will leave you speechless. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to business. Please welcome, it's Nico P! Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Stefan Dyer Podcast. I got the unbreakable, the unmistakable, the highly capable Nico P. Oh my God, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm incredible, man. This is, uh, you got your coffee, you got your water. Cafecito con leche. I got my water. Listen, I got to tell you a true story. I'm at my dentist. Two days ago. Okay. And the lady who was uh, helping me, who was doing my cleaning, she's like, oh, I saw you're interviewing, uh, you interviewed Carlos Brito from yeah, Barrio. Yeah. And and she's like, I really like Nico P. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm interviewing Nico P in a couple of days. I don't know way. And I'm like, you know them? And she's like, yeah. So I went to high who's school. Your, who's your dentist is the question. <laughs> I went to, oh my, he's going to be here too. Kenneth Montague, Dr. Montague, okay. Bloor and Bathurst, Amazing. word of mouth dentistry. Dope. And the, um, the lady is Chilean. She's incredible. And uh, she listens to you or she knows of you. She's seen your, you at parties or at weddings. At Man, you're everywhere. <laughs> it's it's true. We're, we're, I'm like CP24, <laughs> breaking news. I'm everywhere. <laughs> it, it is incredible. So... You are of Argentinian descent? Yes, my parents are from Argentina. My dad came over when he was about 20 years old. Born 1990, raised in Jason, Jane and Wilson. Hey, 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 no years here, no years. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, strong 30. 30, 30. Dude, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, you're in the 30 for 30 club. I That's was born it. in 1987. We're, we're almost there. We're, we're there. We're the same. <laughs> what was it like to be a... Uh, Raised in Jane and Wilson, I know that you went to this Uruguayan club. Everyone thought you were Uruguayan. You played soccer and you danced a lot. Yes. How do you know all these things, man? You're you're just the book. You're everywhere, <laughs> man. On Google, <laughs> I'm good. Just Google. Uh, yeah. Uh, growing up, Jane and Wilson. I mean, which Latino didn't grow up in the hood? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you didn't grow up in the hood, you are a not known Latino, and people want to know more about you. You're 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 you know spontaneous. But uh, yeah, I grew up. Jana Wilson um, for many years played soccer my whole life. I mean, Argentinian descent. If you don't play soccer, yeah. what's going on? Uh, my dad played soccer his whole life. So um, the story comes down from my dad. So my dad played soccer here with many different teams. He was really good. And back in the day, they used to pay people to play soccer. A yeah. lot of people know if they're watching and their pet, or dad played soccer in, in the Ecuadorian teams or, or Chilean yeah. teams. 
people were getting paid. Um, until my dad said, you know what, I'm, I'm not, I'm getting older. I'm not really for the competitive stuff. I just want to play to keep, you know, my physique going. Um, and he bumped into this team called Glue Uruguay. Glue Uruguay had almost every single category. Back in the day, it used to be, you know, 92, 93 or 89, 90. Um, so you kept growing with the same people and had the same team. So I played soccer almost my whole life for Kluruwai, um, since I was like, you know, the house league days, like two, three, four, five, six. What um, position did you play? Midfield. Yeah. Midfield, number 10, but my favorite number was 11, but I oh, played... Oh, I thought I your favorite the, number was 69. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes depends. No. Um, number ten position. Uh, you know, looking up to you know Maradona always. Always. I liked. I liked. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, I like being the the playmaker. I liked uh, you know sending those crosses, those through balls. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you like scoring, but you know moving the ball forward. Uh, that was my thing, and and you realize that after when you when you get a little bit older, when they ask you know what position you want to play. Um, but I played everything. I yeah. played, you know, goalie. I played, like, yeah. he, the chubby guy always goes in that. <laughs> <laughs> the chubby guy always goes in that. Um, but, yeah, and it was awesome, awesome times. And then, you know, Club Uruguay, like, they have so much. Like, growing up, those, I, I would say about almost 10 to 12 years in Club Uruguay um, were amazing. Uh, because they just eat, breathe, sleep Uruguayan culture. So, believe it or not, I'm Argentinian. Yeah. Uh, many people know I'm Argentinian. But there's people till today that just meet me and they're like, you're Argentinian? <laughs> like disappointed? Yeah, yeah. Like, you've been lying. You've been lying <laughs> to me, you know? So, uh, no, I am not Uruguayan. I do, uh, you know, do everything that Uruguayans do. Yeah. For example, I played candombe. I sang. I was in La Muria. I did all that stuff. But I am full Argent. Well, not full Argentine because I'm a Canadian, eh? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm born here. But <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, um, yeah, so shout out to Club Uruguay and uh, anybody that's uh, from the Club Uruguay era. Um, still cherish Club Uruguay in my heart always. And you, then you moved to Woodbridge. Everyone thought you were Italian. Then. Oof, Woodbridge. Yeah, that was that was a that was a tough uh, move. You know, uh, what age did you move there? I think I believe I, if I remember correctly, I think I moved in grade five or six. Yeah. Um, I finished elementary in Woodbridge. Then I went to Holy Cross. You know, the school right beside the soccer center because that's the only way that people remember it because <laughs> soccer. Uh, so the high the high school beside the soccer center. That's where I went to high school, but. All my friends still went to St. Basil's the Great, which was here at Weston and Shepherd. So I would bus it after school to come chill with my friends back in the hood. Shout out, Wo shout out Woodbridge. <laughs> shout out all the Italian Shout guys. out my shooters, bruh. Let's shout smoke out. a dart right now. <laughs> shout out Weston and Shepherd. Well, listen, I'm, I'm interested. This is great that I have you here because you are one of Toronto's finest, man. Everyone everyone loves you. You get the party going. But I'm always interested. I tell my guests more in the process than the result. Everyone knows it's Nico P. Everyone knows Nico P. But I'm super interested in how you got here. And I was talking to you the other day and something yeah. really struck me. And, I, and I'm so happy you mentioned it is that your mom always had you dancing. Yeah. Salsa, merengue, bachata. And in some ways... That's how you found your love for entertainment. Correct. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my mom. Mommy, I love you. I made it. I made it to the <laughs> Stefan. Is it Stefan or is it Steven? Stefan. Okay, Stefan. Everyone calls I'm me Stephen in English. I don't know why. Well, I mean the PH, I guess. Yeah. Se confunde la gente. Si, se confunde. Okay. Uh, the Stefan. Mom, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. So since I was four, I'd say, if I remember correctly, um, 
my mom loves music, like loves music. And she, obviously, like every Latino parent, Saturday, Sunday, just blasting music all day. Um, and she made me listen to everything, man. Rock, uh, MJ, Michael Jackson, yeah. one of my, one of the greatest, one of my idols. Um, from every, yeah, salsa, merengue, bachata. And ever since I was four, um, she just started teaching me how to dance. She would put me in like programs, like there was heavy community programs back in yeah. the day. Um, and then she bumped into this guy, uh, who actually, he saw me dance, um, with, cause my mom put me in this show kind of, I don't remember what exactly, what show it was. Um, I used to dance a lot for El Popular, the soccer, um, the soccer trophy, uh, ceremonies okay. for when the, you know, when I used to play as a kid, they used to do a ceremony and then my mom kind of figured her way into letting me perform yeah. there. Um, and then somebody saw me dance and then said, I, I want that kid part of my group. So he called my mom. I went to dance with this group. It was called Rhythmic Fire. Shout out to Martin Samuels if you watch this. Thank you. Shout out Martin. Yeah, shout out to Martin. Oh, uh, I think I know him. Wasn't he at uh, at the Pan American Food yes, Fest? That's he the guy. He was teaching. That's the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he picked me up um, when I was young, and he molded me into be like convincing me pretty much to always be the only guy because guys didn't want to dance yeah. back in the day, but I loved it, man. I love dancing. And that's why I love that part of, of, of your story so much because I think I've mentioned this before, but the only thing I regret from high school is not joining theater. Because com sometimes coming from Latin America or it's like macho culture, like, oh, you do theater, you're gay. Or you, or you dance, you're gay or yeah. whatever. And I always wanted to do it. And I was just like kind of afraid of what people would say, but I love dancing and, and I wish I would have learned at, at a young age like you. Yeah, honestly, it was amazing. I never really got the that, that gay thing. I got laughed at, but at the end of the day, man, like, uh, uh, I mean, it, it is what it, like, yeah, I, it I is. can't thank my mom enough. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. now, like now that I'm 30, I look back and like, dude, I can tell you like my 10 years, my 20 to 30. I think I, I could probably, in every club that I stepped into, I had a lineup of girls waiting to dance with me because they knew I could dance. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, it was awesome because I mean, half of the, like, I, even half of my friends, they're all Latino. They don't know how to even dance the uh -huh. bachata. You know what I mean? So, uh, thank you, mom. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think that's a great misconception. Yeah, 100%. First of all, nothing wrong with the LGBTQ community. No, 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 no. And then, and then second of all, I if had, anything, I love those guys. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I had to, like, learn here, like, drunk, at the party. <laughs> the tequila. And, and, the tequila was tough. Yeah, and, and then a couple, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I went to, like, a couple of drop-in salsa classes, you know, like, at, at Blur and uh, at Spadina and yeah. Blur, and, and in the summer, those were outdoor, but I always wanted to do it, but that's what a lot of people and Canadians don't understand or, no, or think is that... They think all Latinos dance. No. Which in some way was really good for me because whatever <laughs> whatever shitty thing I did at the beginning, yeah. they were like, oh, salsa. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, but I'll take it. You, you, were, know? you were the instructor at the drunk parties. I, I see. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. man. Honestly, uh, dancing has been a big part. It's still a big part. Um, and especially the roots, man. Just like yeah. knowing how to dance every single genre. Um, growing up, weddings, uh, quinceañeras. You know, just being able to enjoy every moment and even just dancing with my mom. Like, I enjoy dancing now, like, so much because it's, it's, and it's, it's an incredible thing. It's, it's art 
through dance. You know it's what I mean? It's beautiful. So I love it. And you can connect with all of your audiences in different ways. Obviously, you're an incredible MC, but you can also dance. You can also hype up the crowd. You can also uh, you make people laugh when you when you DJ and when exactly. you MC. So you have all these tools in your arsenal that you can use depending on how the party's going. Exactly. And because of your experience, you kind of learn how to read the audience as soon as you're, even before you start doing it, you're already observing people. And I say it because there's a lot of parallels between comedy and emceeing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, dancing is always part of my show because yeah. I can dance. Like, you know what, the worm too? <laughs> yes. True or false, I can do the worm. It is true. I can do the worm. Uh, yeah, man. Like, even, like, uh, you can ask Carlos. <laughs> I, bu- I busted it down on stage at the Mass Festival. And people just people just love it, man. And like I say, like, one thing that I carry with me is, like, I don't care if you're laughing at me or with me. Like, I, I'm now a physique guy. I don't go to the gym. Like, I'm okay with – I'm comfortable in my body. I think that's, that's the most important yeah, thing. Authenticity I'm, over perfection. Exactly. I'm comfortable in my body. And like I said, like, I'm, uh, when it comes sometimes, I'm just a clown, man. I just want people to laugh and enjoy themselves. So, like I say, one of my theories is whether it's on stage, at a wedding, or at a club – um, and I, I'm on the spotlight, which I absolutely love. Like, I'm not shy about Same. it. Um, it's either you're laughing with me, you're laughing at me, but the main goal is that you're laughing. That's it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I yeah. really like that because at the end of the day, you want people to go to their houses and the next day when they open the fridge or they're turning on the TV, you want to be like, you want them to be like, that fucking Nico guy. <laughs> Such a great guy. We can swear. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's like an, an incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah. guy. That's, you know? exact, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, or you want them to, in my case, you want, man, that joke from that comedian guy, yeah, Steph, was really good. Yeah, they remember and they say it yeah. to their friends and, th- and that's how it works. And even with me, like weddings for me, I always, always pretend that it's my first wedding. It's like a thing that I do. Like maybe I call it like a routine or yeah. a little ritual, but every time... I go to a wedding, I make sure that I leave 150% like it's the first time that I'm doing it yeah. because I never want to feel or want the bride and groom to feel like they've seen this before, but they have seen it before. Yeah. But I always convince them and tell them like, I'm going to make your wedding the best wedding that people have ever been to. And till this day, thank God, gracias a Dios, it's been nothing but positive vibes and people are like, yo, I've seen you at like six weddings and you just keep pulling it out of your <laughs> yeah you want yeah. people to feel like you're still excited to do it exactly not after like 600 times like the guys like some comedians come and they're like oh i don't want to be like their body language says that they don't want to be exactly you know yeah, yeah. and i like maya angelo's quote in our comedy classes we always share this mm-hmm. in our public speaking through comedy classes maya angelo's quote that it says people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's true. And man, we always carry that with us in all the in all the That's workshops that we do because at the end of the day, they won't remember exactly what you said on the of mic course. and what you did, but they'll be like, "Fuck, man, that that, that guy, that, I want him at my wedding." You exactly. know? And and people like making them smile especially after 2020 is is incredible. Yeah. So up until age 16, 17, mm-hmm. you were always dancing. Yeah. Hanging out at El Mercado Latino, shout out Weston Yay. and Melvin. Melvin, yeah. Mercadito. <laughs> and, then, and then this is what Carlos, shout out Barrio, told me. 
You started, uh, yeah, shout out, buddy. You started flyering and even promoting at 16, 17. How was that? How did you start? Yeah, so again, family is a big thing for me. Um, it, literally, I can be honest with you, like, uh, I get jealous sometimes, but it's okay. Um, all my friends have these big families, like yeah. cousins, second cousins, and family gatherings for them is like 30, 40 people. Yeah. My family gathering is four. <laughs> That's my core. That's my team. That's my yeah. squad. You know I, what I miss mean? that from Latin America. And uh, so I never really grew up, but my family supported me through everything. Yeah. Um, bumpy roads, obviously, when I started getting older, um, which is one of the biggest reasons I am who I am today. But uh, my sister, man. Shout out to my sister. Uh, What's her name? Soledad. Shout out, Sol. Shout out, Sole. Um, she was actually partying promoting and getting paid to party it was it was like a it was it, it was hard to understand it what kind of runs in the family you just yeah, make yeah. things happen no 100 percent. like my sister like everybody knows my sister if it's in the era of because she was born in the 80s right yeah um so everybody knows my sister because she is the, the smallest yet the loudest <laughs> out of the group and she is a like she's funny as hell and everybody loves her, and and I think that's that's where I get my my comedy, my my yeah. my my fun from her because she's just amazing. She just like you know lights up the room, so everybody knows her. And uh, she used to go by this al alibi name, which is Confundida. Oh, that's and, really clever. Uh, yeah. So back in the day, Toronto Hispano, shout out to Toronto Hispano. Um, they used to have a forum. Everybody met each other through that. So like almost like Facebook, what we have yeah. today, right? Like Facebook now, Instagram. Uh, back in the day here in Toronto, it was Toronto Hispano. There was a forum. No people way. people used to create alibi names, but then they used to meet at the clubs. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, so everybody knew my sister, and then she was kind of like she always knew the people bringing the artist. So she would just yeah. like you know, uh, in the beginning, she would just help out a friend, right? Flyer, put up posters, this and that. But then. It became like almost like a job. Like we used to, I used to go out with my sister at like two, three in the morning around Jaina Wilson, Jaina Shepherd, Weston and Shepherd, all the main area Latinos yeah. were at. Um, like I remember like amazing, amazing time when Crisi Angel and uh, who was it? Yeah. When that song, when that song blew up, but it was, I think it was Zaina Lennox and Chrissy Ankin. They brought them to the docks. Remember when the, when, yeah. this, when Rebel used to be called uh, the docks? Yeah. Um, I remember. By Pulse and Pier. Exactly. I remember postering that concert. No way. Driving around with glue in the back, posters, <laughs> and we would glue the, we would glue the posters on, on every single corner, bus stop, everything like that. That was, that was the most vivid memory. But from there, I, I started doing clubs. Um, so shout out to my sister. From there, I got my license at 16. Um, I started doing it on my own. Like, I was, I couldn't get into the club, <laughs> but I was like, I liked it. Like, I liked it. I liked going out late. Yeah. Um, and I was getting paid for it. So yeah. just imagine one event, two event. I'm going out for the flyer run anyways. So just give me your flyers. So whether it was seven, eight concerts going on, I was getting paid from each concert to fly it. <laughs> yeah. So I made it a business until I turned uh, uh, 17, 18 when I used to be snuck into the clubs. <laughs> and it, you seem like, um, you seem like, you're, well, I know that you're very good with people. And naturally, mm -hmm. flyering, it gives you a really good excuse to talk to people, oh, invite I people. It. I love it. And you always have something to propose. Was there some, like, a specific moment? Between age 16, 21, whatever, where you were like, 
man, I'm fucking good at emceeing. Like a specific moment or a specific person telling you, Nico, you should pursue this, man. You're the fucking guy. Oh, Do you remember a specific moment or was it progressively where you were like, I kind of like this? No, uh, MC, well, emceeing itself, um, it was never really, uh, I'd say, like, boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was already singing. Like, I was never shy, right? So I was already singing oh, yeah. with, with, with Clue to White. Like, I was singing at dancing. the age of eight, dancing, all that stuff. So I, I would say my moment was at Las Brisas. Uh, shout out to Las Brisas. And I was with DJ Danny Castro. The, the, the person running the night were my sister's best friends. Uh, shout out to Cesar and shout out to Tatu. Um, they... They gave me the opportunity and said, "Like you're the ne- you're the next guy. Like, like hands down, it's gonna happen." And that's that's when I'm like, "This is my lane, and I'm gonna stay in it." Because everybody wanted to be a DJ, nobody wanted to pick up the mic. So when I oh. when I saw that, I'm like, "I'm just gonna stay here for a bit. I got no competition." So it was me and Danny Castro. Blast Fridays, Las Brisas only legally holds 475 people. But we had like seven hundred people with a <laughs> with a lineup outside. It was crazy. Wow. That that was for me. That was like holy shit. I'm nineteen years old, and this is what I'm rocking. And yeah. then from from there, that I think that those were my moments where I was like, you know. And then believe it or not, my best friend now at the moment I didn't like him. It always happens, right? It's weird. Yeah. Do you ever weird. have those moments where you don't you hate somebody, but uh, or not hate, but you like dislike somebody, or you heard things about them? Yes. Yeah. I dislike this guy. He goes by the name of Chris Doma, my best friend now. Yeah, he uh, talked to me the other day about listening oh, yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Chris Doma. And in the beginning, it was jealousy. That's what it was. It was jealousy because he was the DJ for the all ages. And I'm like, yo, I want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be in that position. So I had dislike for him. But he heard about me. He heard what I was doing at Las Brisas. And at that time, when I turned 19... Um, he was getting together a crew to keep going because all the all ages, they were all turning 18, 19. Oh, okay. So that's where my whole first experience of being part of a team came in, which was New Star Entertainment. Shout out to New Star, <laughs> shout out to Chris Doma, shout out to Pablo, shout out to Ron. Um, that was the, that was, that was the break. That was the, it's going up from here. Yeah. That's like, and then the, the stories I can tell you about that, man. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. I know Cristoma. He's a, he's a great guy. I <laughs> talked to him the love other you. day. I love you, Chris. Great guy. And <laughs> so you continue growing your career. And now I want to jump to you making it happen. And this is a quote by Carlos. I'm like, I was talking to, to Brito the other day. Shout out Barrio. And I'm like, dude, it seems like. Nico is obviously special. He's like different. He's and he's like, bro, he just makes makes things happen. And then he was like, the other not the other day, but like a couple months ago or a couple years ago, he's like, I'm gonna throw a huge party in Wasega. And and then Brito was like, <laughs> What are you doing? Like, why? And then out of nowhere, he just like got in 700 or a thousand people, made like 10 G's in no time. And he was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like, you decided. How do you get these ideas and where do you get your confidence that you can just 
throw up 700 person party i don't know because you're not even from wasega no like, no you, you i'm definitely really, not from wasega you, you didn't even know that many people there yeah no it's honestly uh <laughs> shout out to brito first of all because carlos is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> if his laugh doesn't make you laugh i don't know what does um but yeah no uh you know what it is it's um it's it's just my my never my never ending mind man relentless i, I, I just it's a go thing for me like if it sounds like a good idea and there's a plan behind, like I was reckless before, like before I had many ideas, but I didn't have a plan. When I started noticing that I needed a plan, which was around obviously like, you know, my younger years, 25, 24. Yeah. When you have a plan of execution and you follow the steps and not just do something spontaneous and you know what you're doing, yeah. nothing, nothing can stop you. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. With my best friend, DJ Mechon, we are your favorite duo. Shout out your favorite duo. <laughs> Me and Mechon said, what do we do to throw our own party? Because, right, when we did the Wasaga thing, we were still known as just your favorite duo from the club. But we didn't just want to be that. We wanted to be responsible for putting the party together. We wanted to be the yeah. go-to guys. We wanted to be the, the, the movers and shakers of the industry, right? So we sat down. We put everything on paper that we learned over the years. Yeah. And we said, okay, we need to get promoters. We need to get a cut. We need to give promoters some money. We need to get people up there. We need to do all this stuff. And it, it started with May 2 for a long weekend. That, that, that's technically still in everybody's head the biggest weekend to start off the summer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it, it start. It's first, it kind of started with the boat cruise. Like, shout yeah. to Barrio. Barrio did his boat cruise. But me and Mechon were like, yo, Barrio did a boat cruise. We can do a boat cruise. Like, everybody knows us. Yeah. It's just it's just a connecting network. Like, people just want to have fun. And, and they that, and trust you can provide that fun. Exactly. So when they can when they have that connection with you, which I've had through the years, like even now, like most of my friends are married or people that I've I've gotten married, right? They still go out once in a while. So yeah. to feel to feel that love from them to say, like, you get the call or you get a text like, whoa, bro, you still alive? Or, hey, girl, what's up? And they say, yo, Nico, I'm going out tonight. Where do I go? A hundred percent. That's what keeps me motivated, man, because it's like I'm the plug. Like, Nico knows where to party or yeah. where to go. So, um, you know, going from the boat cruise to Wasaga, I did a thousand people with Sega. That that was crazy. That the venue couldn't even believe it. The owner's like, come back, please. Um, did a beginning of summer. And a summer party at Wasaga, both times plus oh. seven hundred people. The first time was uh, incredible. Second time was a little bit chilly, but we still did seven fifty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, just those ideas, like those ideas, just keep going, don't stop. So um, it's 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 a yeah. never it's a go getter mentality. Yeah, you d you're definitely that guy in the group of friends, <laughs> that guy who knows a guy. Like, yeah, I can uh. call Nico. <laughs> I need, I need a, I need to go to Mozambique tomorrow. He's That's, like, I know a guy. I, I, know, I swear to God, trust me. If you're listening to this podcast, give me a call. I might know the guy. I'm um, true story though. True story. I have a friend. Send me a message. I haven't talked to him in about a couple of months. Italian guy. And uh, my buddy's like, uh, hey, what's up? Because I send out blasts, right? Like when I go live yeah. and stuff like that, I send out blasts. She was like, hey, bro, hope everything's good. You know, classic Italian guy. Hope everything's good. You know, I follow you, this and that. Keep it up. Uh, love the Latin tunes, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. How you been? You know, quick, quick chat to not, because I'm not that dry guy. Like, I like being still connected. Even yeah. if I don't talk to you for three months, you send me a message. I like conversation. So I said, how you been? How are you doing? He's like, yeah, man, you know, just, you know, I got, I got a new girlfriend, this and that, because I, I know he had a past experience. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, where's she from? He, she's Ecuadorian. Oh, wow. <laughs> Spanish girls. You love Spanish girls. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, do I know her? And he, she, he's like, nah, she doesn't go out. She doesn't go to the clubs. I said, okay, all right. What's I her guess. name? I said, I said, if she doesn't go to the clubs, I obviously don't know her. Lie, I know everybody. <laughs> um, so, so I said, okay, cool, congratulations. Hope everything works out. Less than 24 hours, I knew the girl. No And way. I said, I've known your girl for freaking 12 years, bro. <laughs> Nobody's hiding from me. I know. Everybody I, knows Nico P, and Nico P knows everybody. So that's, that's you, hilarious. You have a voice that communicates credibility. And because I'm a public speaking coach, yeah. and I, I study this a lot and I read a lot, obviously, um, your type of voice is the voice for radio, people who read the news, <laughs> On live television and on radio, it's good to have that voice because statistically it, it, it communicates credibility and it also, that tone calms people down. Like they trust you. And in some ways, it ties into my next point because when you guys, rec um, when you and Carlos organized, produced Mass Festival and Oof. you brought Justin Quiles yes. for that huge party... When Carlos was here at the podcast, he told me that Justin Quiles missed his flight. Yeah. And, and, and I almost then, I almost panicked. Yeah, I, but when Carlos told the story, he was like, he saw you and you look kind of worried. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And you were like, don't worry. And he's like, no, I worry, bro. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. But then he said that you just took care of it. Like, That's it. I'm, I'm like... I would have fainted. Like I got three thousand, five thousand people coming, and the main artist, yeah, is like missed his flight. So, how do you manage these situations? Or have you had other blowouts that have really allowed you to just stay calm under pressure? Believe it or not, it's called the book of experience. I've done it so many times <laughs> that I, I, I'm already expecting the worst. But I already have plan B. Like the girls, ladies take plan B. I got plan B, <laughs> C, D, E, F, G, H, all the way to Z. Uh, no, man. Honestly, uh, it's funny because. You know a guy. You know a pilot. And I then believe it, brought Justin Believe Kings. it or not, I actually do know a pilot. <laughs> and he's Colombian. Shout out to my boy Andres. Um, which flies Osuna, Yandel, everybody, private jet. He's got the hookup. He's my plug. Um, but no, honestly, it's. Um, I think I think you're right. Like the the way you expressed it, one I love radio broadcasting. Yeah, uh, it's been a dream of mine. Like my idol is Alex Sensation. Like that's yeah. my all time um, position to be at. Um, but yeah, man. Like Carlos was so funny that day. <laughs> um, I, I said, "Don't worry, man. It's gonna happen. Like this is gonna happen." Just like he says, "Like I'm the guy, it's gonna happen, guy." That it's me. <laughs> he missed his flight. He was supposed to be on a flight at nine fifteen. Classic artist move. I knew it was going to happen. He wasn't going to oh. make it. He got on the afternoon flight and he landed like 6.30, which he wasn't going to be on stage till like 9. So that's his problem, not mine. He has to be here. We have a contract. If not, I get my money back. Business is business. As yeah. much as famous you can be. And I've experienced it with 
many artists. I've experienced it with high guys, I'm low guys. It's just part of the business, man. It's just like, for example, you're not going to stress if you're at a comedy show and you're not on the clock. Like, why stress? Don't point yeah. stress. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it pasa is. Pasa lo que pasa. A hundred percent. I get it. But in practice, I would have freaked out. <laughs> it, yes. Because it's not, okay, the guy didn't show up. Fine. Like, you and me can work it out. But there's fucking 3,000 people coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who do they know? They know Nico P and, yeah, the blame, and Carlos. The blame game. Yeah, yeah the blame, the blame game. game. And they're like, fuck these guys. They took my money <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, they, they promoted this. Well, yeah. luckily, everything worked out. No, 100%. Yeah. And that was one of the most incredible days of of, uh, of the summer. Obviously, not 2020 because... 2019, man. 2019. And when I was talking to... I did a pre-interview, obviously, okay. with you, but with Carlos, because Carlos is a, is a good friend of yours. And I was like, when have you seen Nico P, like the most excited because you accomplished so much you've you've performed in front of a thousand people like you did nikki jam you did romeo and and i'm like sometimes yeah the hype like it's exciting but it doesn't feel as incredible anymore because you're used to the adrenaline in some ways yeah so i'm like when when have you seen him the most excited and he was like bro i i was driving I was leaving the mass festival, and I looked back, and Nico was just standing on the on the platform on the on the stage, and he and I went. I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he was like, "I'm just soaking it in, man. This was yeah. incredible. What did that mean for you, the mass festival?" Uh, little tear in my eye. Um, yeah, mass mass was was heavy for me. Mass was was a a, a shift. It was a it was like a soul shifting moment. And the reason is because, yeah, I did Nikki Jam. I was part of the team. I was on stage, thousands of people, but I wasn't responsible for that. Yeah, that's there, big. There, there's other people, bigger people. Um, yes, we were the local team that worked and people knew I was a part of it, but I wasn't Live Nation. Live Nation takes credit for that. Yeah. Mass Festival, this was two guys with a dream or yeah. an, an idea. And the fact that I was part of the production team, of the sound team, of the performing team, of the marketing team, of everything. Me and Carlos put months of work, and 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 it's funny because I when I when I when I when we initially did this with Carlos, I told Carlos I said you have no idea what we're putting. To- no, for real. Like Carlos would laugh just like you. Yeah, I yeah. swear to God, you can ask Carlos. Call him after the interview. Um, he had no idea everything that you had to do. He just thought like, let's just throw a festival and it's like that. I said, bro, you need to even write down on a piece of paper what time these guys land, what time you're taking them to the hotel, what time they shower, what time they eat, what time, everything. And not only for the artists, but everybody else. And it's yeah. crazy the amount of work and people don't understand. Like, I get it. Why would you care? You're just a client, right? But it's also like understanding the position of the person. That's why everything, it like, it was empty. It was done. We finished yeah. Mass Festival. So to get up on the stage and the, the production team left the lights on so they can see what they were cleaning up. Yeah. It, it was just like, it was honestly an incredible feeling. That that sign of like, ah, I did it. I can relate in some ways because yeah. last year, one week before the pandemic, yeah, we organized Latin Latin Comedy Fest, yes. at Regent Theater, and 
it was 400 people capacity for two nights. We filled it out. And it was 18 comics from 11 different countries. We flew a lot of our friends from Comedy Central and Latin America to come perform with us. Dope. And we'd had this idea for like four years. Yeah. And we tried it last year, but we couldn't do it because of a variety of things. And we finally did it. And... And we had to fly people in, the Airbnb tickets, Everything. production, some visas, um, like promoting Eventbrite tickets, <laughs> like the artists Doesn't driving stop. them. Yeah, drivers. Uh, oh, crazy. Where do you go? Like they have to go eat the yeah. the contracts. And they're all calling The you writer yeah. and uh, the, the theater, the, the production. I mean, the, the guy with the lights, like it's so much. Yeah. So when I came back. And, and and Liam, my son, has ju- had just been born. My wife, like it was my my mom had flown, like she flew here, so, but she had already left. And so my wife was here, first baby for us. It was stressful, but man, when we pulled that off, yeah, I was just like dead, but yeah. so happy, so happy. Know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's it's honestly, it's a different, it's a it's like a body movement, man. Like it's it's a shift, and you set a precedent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, you, that set, you, set a, you set a level for yourself. Like, yeah. it's honestly, like I said, Mass Festival was something that I had in mind only because I experienced Latin Fest. And ever since we lost Latin Fest, I said, like, w- like our breed cannot die. Like, we, we just keep growing. Like, Latinos what is keep Latin, growing. Latin Fest? For real, Latin Fest, Stefan? Latin Fest was done at Canada's Wonderland. They brought Ivy Queen. They brought DLG. What year was this? This was back in, like, I would say... Oof, 2005 to 2010. Oh, I, I didn't even like, I, I wasn't even in Toronto. In oh, okay. There you go. So, yeah. So, yeah. Latin Fest was done at Canada's Wonderland, yeah. the biggest theme park that we yeah, have. Yeah. Um, biggest stage, biggest artist. Like, it was the shit. Like, people used, like, so the arena holds, uh, not the arena, sorry, the, the stage holds, Kingwood Theater holds 15,000 people. Wow. And I would probably say there was about 10,000 Latinos from all age groups because you can experience the park yeah. and then the shows and not only the park, the water park. So if yeah. it was a super hot day, it was like in the middle of July. Um, and the, imagine Juliana just comes out, Kimbara by DLG, uh, Ivy Queen drops Quiero Bailar. Like they were hot artists coming to the show and it just, it was amazing. Like you see all your friends and yeah. people rapping with their flags. You had the airbrushed hats that they used to do at Canada's Wonderland, <laughs> the airbrushed shirts, you know, back yeah. in the day you used to dress with the, like a cholo and you used to wear the rosary. Like it was honestly, it <laughs> the was rosary. the rosary, yeah, yeah, the yeah. white shirt of the rosary, long tee. Um, yeah. it, it was honestly an, an, an incredible experience. And ever since they stopped that, I, it was a dream of mine of bringing it back. And I said, I'm going to do it. I just don't know when, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got that call from Brito and I said, boom, this is it. Let's do it. Don't even think twice. We're doing it. And this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to cater to both crowds. We're going to do urban and, and classic. We did uh, Jan Collazo from uh, Orqueta yeah. Guayacan. You know, amazing singer, amazing guy. So humble. So shout out to Jan Collazo. And then Jay Keyless, man. Jay Keyless is one of my guys, man. Shout out to Jay Keyless. He's still Huge. doing fire. Yeah, so yeah, he's, that's it. He's killing it these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. When I think of you and, and in, in your... <laughs> evolution as an artist an mc and a, and a dj i in some ways want to congratulate you. i told you this the other day because you're a man of the people you know so many people yeah. and you make things happen clearly <laughs> that it'd be so easy for you to go the wrong way and yeah, definitely just start 
like selling drugs or whatever, you know? 100%. And at the club, I imagine that people come up to you and they're like, hey, do you know who's selling this? Or or uh, do you want this? Because if you're killing it, now people want to be your friend or whatever. They're having a crazy time. They invite you to the after party. And why haven't you? And why have you stayed the good course? I don't. I don't want you to go into yeah, that yeah, course. No. I mean, if you but, want, <laughs> but uh, but it, it it deserves a lot of credit, man. Because it, like it'd be so easy for you to start just selling drugs, you know, or, yeah, or do other things. <laughs> in the entertainment, there's everything's involved, man. Yeah, and uh, even in the artist life, a hundred percent. But um, have I thought of it twice? Of course, a hundred percent, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, you talk, I, I mean, I talk to some people I know they, they, they do stuff like that. Um, I could have made quadruple what I've made, you know, in, yeah. in, in a month. <laughs> um, it's, honestly, it's the love, it's the love that I have. Like I tell people, people ask me like, how do you do it? Like, how do you do it? so good how do you do it with that energy how do you and yeah I, you don't stop man it's incredible it's honestly and i say when you don't love what you do it's just a job this is not a job for me yeah i love this is my passion i love doing it and i don't not only do i do it for myself i do it for the people for the community for the hispanics for anybody around the world that speaks spanish that's what i feel that I do it for. And the whole drug thing, I mean, who hasn't tried something once? I had to. I was in the entertainment. I'm still in the entertainment. I'm not that old. Am I old? I'm not that old. <laughs> um, I'm still in the entertainment district. And I've seen everything. I've been to after parties. You know, growing up, you 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 need I think I think the best thing that my dad's taught me is that you need to know. If you don't know, you're gonna be curious. Yeah. So Yes. Have I had my moments where I did stuff? Of course. If you didn't, I mean, good for you. I've done it. I've done it all. I probably, I, the only thing I haven't done was inject a needle in my body. But I've tried everything and I've seen the results and I've seen people stay on it. Yeah. And that's not where I want my life to go. Um, shout out to everybody that, you know, if you're recovering. Um, but it's like, that's not who I wanted to be. And I never wanted to change who I was because it, it affects you. So being in the club, being in those moments, uh, 100% people come up to me and be like, yo, you know anybody? Of course. I'm Nico P. I know everybody. <laughs> I know who's shifting and who's moving and who's doing what. I even know the person dancing bachata in the back corner with somebody that I'm not supposed to be dancing with. That's that's the 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 the, the stuff that you know makes you think twice. right? Yeah. Like, and like I said, sometimes money could could i feel like money comes and goes and yeah. that's why i love what i do it's not about the money uh, you know uh, over the years i've i've gone from charging $50 you know when i started and to now i'm charging over $1000 um but it's like it's the book of experience right like uh, there's knowledge yeah. in my head um so yeah man like i i i i lived my 20s they were amazing i never let it overpower me um, because I, I love entertaining and I love the, the big, the happiest feeling that I get entertaining people is knowing that they come to a club or an event that I do and I'm behind the decks or on the mic and you're not going to the club to, to remember the day you had, 
You're going yeah. to the club or the event to forget about the day you had. <laughs> and you're going to drink yeah, your ass yeah, off yeah. or you're going to dance your ass off, whatever the case may be. So being a part of that happiness for those three, four hours that you enjoy with Nico P or your favorite duo or whoever's entertaining, whether it's any other DJ in the city, it, that's that's motivating for me. Like that yeah. that's that's my drug. And you can't take it for granted because the, the second you become too comfortable with it or you take it for granted – or you're like, no, drugs can't fuck with me. Like I'm better. Like I think you lose, man. Yeah. Like I, I, I used to. Like I'm, I've never done drugs, for example. But I, like I, I used to drink a lot. Yeah. And I would, when I started my comedy career, I would drink just to relax before the show. Of course. And I would like one time I forgot my material, and I was like, Damn. never again. Never again. So for like the last five years, I've I never drink before my shows. I drink. And, I drink a lot. And and yeah, but whatever works, you know, whatever yeah. works. And per, like your shifts, like are, are a lot longer. Like I'll be on stage for forty five minutes to an hour sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe half an hour, or fifteen minutes, depending yeah, on, depending on, the, on night. the set. Yeah, of course. But like maybe you you like. It's self-awareness and knowing what you need to perform best. And the other thing that happened to me is that because alcohol relaxes you in some ways, Mm -hmm. to me, it would like slow me down and I couldn't be like very spontaneous. And For what you had to do. For what I had to do. Exactly. So I needed to know my material, which I knew very well, but if... Like, cause I do a lot of crowd work and they reply and everyone's seeing and you need to like, you need to be witty quick. on your feet quick and then go back to someone that, so if I'm not on my game, yeah. I'm a little slower. So I decided to stop drinking before my shows Cheers to you, man. and, uh, and you. it's helped me, it's helped me significantly. On the other hand, when I leave, when I finish, like I love to have a beer, That's it. a beer and, and just enjoy the show. Sometimes. I think, I think you said it best. Uh, like, I mean. Obviously, I've had my nights where I get totally wasted, um, but at the end of the day, like I, I, I'm in a I'm in a nightclub. There's obviously days nights where I just don't want to drink at all, but it's just it's so hard because people come party with you and like you know like like you got them in for free or you put them on the guest list or yeah. or you know you, there's something that they wanna you know they owe you from last time. So it, it's like I've tried many times, and not not saying that I you know not. I'm not a tough guy, but I, I tried many times to like not drink and I had a water bottle, but just people are just so, they're so nice, man. You know what I mean? They're like, no, no, like you got to have a shot with me because you hooked me up last time. Like, you know, like, yeah. just do it for me. But there's a lot of, a lot of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so one guy saw, I said no to one guy. I had a shot with the other one because he's like, come on, come on, come on. And then the other yes. guy's like, yo, you had a shot with him and not with me. What's up? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's it, honestly like uh, now, now that I'm 30, I mean, I left that kind of like get drink to forget everything. I, I casually drink. So every weekend, you know, even, even now on the virtual stuff, um, you know, I have my drink because it's, it relaxes you. It yeah. relaxes you. It gets you in a mood and like, it's just groovy, man. Like it, it's like, you know, some, some people smoke weed just to, to get that vibe, you know, um, even to go out. They they smoke a a, a split or a, or a blunt. So you know what I mean. Uh, not to say that alcohol is my motivation, but it gets me in the groove. You know, it, yeah. it gets me it gets me relaxed. And and believe it or not, it actually brings out a different character. You know, yeah. just like everybody. You know, a lot of people use alcohol because like they don't know how to dance or or, or, or they want they want to have a good time or, or whatever the case may be. So um, yeah, just to get me in the groove. You know, I have my one two drinks. You know, and then I start DJing, start MCing or whatever the case may be. Um, like it's a ritual for me. 
to to cheers with uh, my partner, whoever's the DJ, uh, usually Mechon or, or or JQ when I do weddings and stuff. Yeah. Right before I start the show, where the reception, you know, when you introduce everybody, it, we have to have a shot together just to like, let's let's yeah. chill. We got this. You know what I mean? Like It's boom. really good to do that because for me, it's that moment. I yeah. have the same moment, but I do it in a different way. It's slow things down so that yeah. you can... Exactly. And now you're ready. Usa. Yeah. yeah. It's the Usa. So I start all my shows with with one-liners, which are shorter jokes. Yeah. So that I can breathe in between, get people like laughing, not like ah, but just like little like Gradual. chuckles. Yeah. And I start like com- like a conversation with the audience, crowd working. When I'm good, okay, let's fucking go. Exactly. But if you don't have your your breathing well and you're not confident and you're not not like chilling. It's gonna be a hard ride to transition to the to the real rhythm Exa- of the you performance. Want. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's happened. I mean, out of the five billion times that I performed, whether it was a <laughs> wedding or an event, um, I probably had like two mishaps. Like I I, yeah. I have so much control over my mind. Um, and like I said, like my mind is such a go getter mind that like nothing's stopping me. Like nothing. Like yeah. I open those doors and I see that light. Whether it's a stage, it's a banquet hall. Whether it's a a a, a room of twenty people. Like I've done weddings of ten people and I rock that shit. And people are like, <laughs> people are like how? Like there's ten people here. How do you how do you, how oh, do you yeah. just kill it? And I'm like, doesn't matter if there's ten or ten billion. It's still like, an audience. It's still an audience. You yeah. still got to do what you got to do, man. I I I would argue that in comedy. An audience of 10 is harder than an audience of 600. Or Definitely. Oh, my God. It's like intimate, man. You got to look in people's eyes. You got to. And sometimes you learn from the failures more than the success, you know. Yep. When I was talking to you the other day, you told me that one of the moments that you remember the most that could be perceived as a failure, but it was a huge learning experience was that. When you were 19, you threw a huge concert, 20, uh, 24 Horas in Bachata Heights. Damn, you went through the books, bro. <laughs> and, and you didn't make enough money to pay it back. Yeah. This was over a decade ago. What did you learn from that experience? Um, To be honest, it, it, it was such a... It, first, it was like our first big event. Yeah. Like first big event as New Star when I was mentioning New Star earlier. Um, and to know that people had a great time, but again, like I said, people don't know the background stuff. Um, it was hard. It was definitely hard. I I, I believe that. Um, not. I don't think. I, I I've never been depressed. Yeah. But I did feel like I said, like just like I felt like the emotional swing on mass. This made me feel an emotional way because now it's like okay, cool. I did an event. People had a great time, but now it's down to business. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't got that. So what happens now, right? So it's like, fuck, what the hell do I do? Um, but thankfully, the mentality that I have, um, the, the the passion, the drive, um, and the people around me, like our team, was like, we j- we got to work. Like we got we got to do something else to cover. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, because obviously there was a lot of uh, investors and stuff, and we had to give back the money because it wasn't ours. Um, but we did what we did, man. Like, like I said, like there's there's moments in your life where not everything goes as planned. Like that's why I'm saying, like now the things that I do, I go back to that time. Yeah. And I said, how do I not repeat that? 
And I never have repeated that because I've always been back to that time. Yeah. So I cover A to Z. How do I not go back to feeling that way? Because I need to get over it. You know what I mean? So um, on to the next one. That's it. Like that's that's what it is. I failed here. Use that experience. Next event, murder it. Yeah. And get back on top. And that's it. I was talking to Luis Diego Hernandez from episode seven. He's a sports psychologist. And he shared a stat that professional tennis players like Novak Djokovic, Federer, Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, they've lost more in their careers than they've won. Of course. And that was a huge eye-opener for me because to make it there, it's not just chilling. Oh, I was born for that. No, you have to learn along the way. And I think you've... Your relentless personality is not just because you were born like that. It's like you've been learning along the way, and that makes you a better winner along the way because you've been taking lessons from here, lessons from there, and that just increases your probabilities that the next event that you put on is going to be like so much more a successful. Plus 50%, of course. Yeah. yeah, and that really speaks to the fact that you continue to reinvent yourself, continue to do amazing things in your core, but now you launched Oye Latinos app, which, dude, I I I I download. I was impressed, man. <laughs> Thank you. It's man. so well that. organized. Like the graphic design is incredible. The coloring, it looks professional, easy to navigate. Yeah. And I listened to your mix, the reggaeton mix, man. <laughs> it was you. fucking incredible. Thank you, man. I listened to some of the podcasts. Yeah, the yeah. Seven Diary podcast is on there as hey, well. Bam, 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 bam. And what I like the most is that you've. Made sure that you help the mom and pop shops. Yes. So that despite the pandemic. Correct. They can continue to grow and be well known. Yeah. Um, fast forward to my life now. Uh, Oye Latinos is is the baby. You know, you have that project in the books. Yeah. And it's like you said, like you you, you and, 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 and Juan, Juan. Uh, were planning it for four years, but it never happened. But yeah. when it happened, it was epic. Yeah. Um, this project was, was in the vault. Um, and I had a friend of mine, um, kind of, uh, I guess spark something in me, um, that said like, you know, let's, let's start working on it. And we did, um, believe it or not, Oye Latinos in the beginning was an entertainment app. That was the idea. It was just going to be promoting events because it was in my field, selling tickets to events, any event that was happening, you were going to find it on the Oye Latinos app. Um, but it then, has that entertainment vibe because yes. even if I'm looking at a realtor, I'm like, I want to party with this realtor. <laughs> exactly. It's like the, the 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 graphic design, the pictures. Yeah. It's really cool. Like it just like motivates you to to, to press, like to, to hit the button to yeah. call them. So it's honestly like strategic. It's all strategic. Even like, for example, uh not a lot of people know this, but in branding, if if you're a designer, uh you know what colors represent yeah bold happiness um you know entrepreneurship totally uh, so oye latinos is an orange which is powerful yeah and 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 like that's why these big brands like mcdonald's uh h&r block uh they they use specific colors in their logos because that's what it represents the so banks exactly well, yeah so this whole app um was supposed to be entertainment and then honestly i i I shit you not. I had um I had a dream and I woke up one day and I said, 
what the fuck was that? I read up on it. And it was something that was trying to, to like, it was an idea, um, but it wasn't clear to me yet. And when I was sitting down with the team, um, this is almost, uh, I'd say, the not the beginning of the pandemic, but it was more so like we knew something was going to happen. And I said, fuck, if this shit goes down, our app is shit. Because who the hell is downloading an app that has events? Oh, I thought you were going to say if the pandemic goes down, I know a guy who can get rid of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy too. No. Um, yeah, no. It was... Uh, it, it, it was already thinking in advance, and that's that's something that that you you gain over the years. It, it's knowing what's going to happen next. Um, so, Plan B was already in effect. Plan B on Oye Latinos was in effect because this was supposed to be an app for entertainment, events, ticket selling, promotion. That's all. That's all it was. And I said, we're gonna fail if we do just this. We need to add. The splash. We need to add that citrus. We need to add the little uh, ice cream. Cherry cubes. on the top. Exactly. The cherry on top of the whipped cream to your favorite ice cream. It has to be something. And I work full time. Um, and there's this book. You probably had it at your house. There's this book about this fucking big. And it is La Gaya Hispana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I yeah, looked, las páginas amarillas. Las páginas amarillas. I looked at the book and I said, I never want to see that book again. And then something hit me and I said, nobody has a Latin directory or a directory in a mobile app. And that's when Oye Latinos just went and went up because I said, we are going to be now the ultimate plug with entertainment mixed in because Latinos love music. Yeah. Um, this whole everybody's doing podcasts, which is amazing. Shout out to everybody that's doing podcasts. Uh, respect you guys. So this whole pandemic shifted what is the greater of Oye Latinos. And yeah. I and, and I like I said, for me, not not against anybody and or anybody that's listening, but for me the pandemic was a blessing. Same. I feel like I've learned so much about myself. And it's expressed ideas that I couldn't do before because I don't stop. Yeah, it's allowed us to just calm down. Exactly, and enjoy things. Yeah, and take a look at all the areas of our life. I have it here on my Kanban board. Business, personal development, physical, relationship, spiritual, financial, lifestyle, and family. Yeah. And you can just breathe in. Exactly. And at least take a couple minutes to see like what I really want. And I'm yeah. glad you you included that on on your on the app because now the community feels more engaged, not just the people who already knew you. Exactly. It, like, this it, this is bigger than than Nico P. And yeah. that's that's what I love about this project because like you said, the mom and pop shops like there was a whole plan to this. I had to readjust it because of the pandemic, but again, I, I'm I'm gonna say this, but the hate in Toronto is unbelievable, and 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 I, and I really wanted to fucking stop. Like, I want I want to be that bridge, and as much as I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like me. I, I know this. I don't know why. Um, you know, I read I read up on it, and it's it's probably because you're jealous, or 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 you you know you wanted to do what I did. Like, I I stopped a lot of things in my life to do what I did. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's a lot of family moments, family birthdays, um, you know, uh, trips that I skipped out on because of who I am. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So there's a lot of things that people don't know about somebody. So if you have something or you have a dream and, and you got time for it, whether it's after your full-time job, like me, nowadays, I go to work from 10 a.m. Well, I wake up at 8.30. 8.30 to 8 p.m., that's 12 hours of my day that I go to work full-time. After work, that's when I put in my other work. <laughs> Until 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning, I go home, I sleep, power nap, and keep going. That's, that's my life. And that's my life now in the pandemic. So imagine doing that, DJing, MCing, doing weddings, doing festivals, doing all this social media shit. I don't, I don't know, uh, not for anything, but I, it cheers to you if you do it, if you do what I do, man. No, it you're uh, relentless is the word to describe <laughs> you, man. Now you're even on, um, you've always been on radio. Yeah, I see you on Instagram playing. You're on Twitch. Yes. Where do we see you? Where <laughs> actually the question should be like. Where are you not at right now? Yeah, where am I not? Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not at your house playing live. Uh, no, man. Honestly, uh, any uh, when the pandemic hit, um, I, so I have goals for myself and then for my businesses. Same. Um, for example, a lot of people don't know this, but because I'm such a go-getter, I, I, I needed to replace the funds that I was losing from the nightclubs. So yeah. I'm not DJing and getting paid for it. Um, you know, the initial process of, of, of the pandemic entertainment was, I don't want to lose what Nico P created. So how do I keep going? And, and quick, long story short, I already had all the equipment because I was going to do a video podcast. I had that equipment for two years. No way. I just didn't have time to do the video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this equipment sitting in a box and I said, perfect. Boom. This is my chance to use that equipment that I bought that I never had because it's full of dust. And the pandemic, and I'm going to be the guy to watch during the pandemic. Yeah. Because we thought, I thought it was going to be a fucking month. Me too. And I'm like, boom, bang out four weeks. After those four weeks, people are going to call me and say like, yo, Nico, thank you for the pandemic DJing. I appreciate that. I'm going to put party with you because you were loyal to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Again, there's a lot of moves that I make because they're strategic. So how do I not lose my name? How do I stay talked about? How do I keep it people entertained? Because what the fuck are you doing at home when you don't like you've never experienced this? Yeah. And in the beginning of the pandemic, I had like almost like 1200 people tune in, which is a blessing because I, there's people that never came out to clubs, but they knew who I was or they had some sort of connection with me or they crossed paths with me um, and they were enjoying it in the comfort of their homes. You know what I mean? So I had that. I had the equipment. I did this. I had Oye. Um, which Oyo again, uh, I told, I told the guys from Oyo, I said, it's either I do it myself or we do it with Oyo and we build the brand. Um, so we did it together. And then from there, it was just like, just nonstop, man. Like, like pandemic, just dun, 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 dun. Um, and we are here now where we are today. So even Carlos tells me like, you, uh, because I do so much, <laughs> because I do so much, I, I tend to forget sometimes about my brand. And my brand, I, I feel more, um, you know, responsible for it for myself, right? Because yeah, I, my, I feel like my brand is, you know, Nico P, which is the guy that you met when I was, you know, 14, same. 15. So um, as much as I love Oye and Oye is my baby and my project, I can't forget about Nico P. So, yeah. yeah so, man. so I do both. It I, happens I, I, to me. Like Stefan Dyer comedy versus Malpensando. Yeah. And it's it's been a blessing 
the pandemic because I've been able to pursue things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was touring, traveling, only shows, and just teaching. And at the same time, it's been a blessing because, and I know that I'm privileged because like I'm, I'm healthy and I've been healthy the whole year, which is, which is a huge blessing because, and my family's been healthy as well. So in some ways I, I recognize that, but I'm so happy that it happened because once we go back to the normal or the new normal, whatever yeah. it is, I'm going to have the business that I built through the pandemic, exactly, including the online courses that we teach for Malpensando. Amazing. And everything that we used to do before. Yeah. It's, honestly, it's, for me, it's it's going to be just triple the work because now now you're on the go. <laughs> no, yeah. for real. Because, I mean, I, I have all these projects. I have Oya, I have Miko P. Uh, you know, I'm so, so, somewhat, you know, a, a, a brand uh, ambassador for, for, for Carlos um, because I want to see everybody winning, man. Mm-hmm. I want to see my circle winning. So I try to open my doors for everybody. Um, this is why Oye Latino is so important for me because I'm about the community, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm about pushing people forward. Um, you know, I even I even tell people like, you know, if you want to learn something that I do, I, I'll teach. But aren't you teaching DJing to Carlos? Uh, no, not to Carlos, man. To, to India. I'm teaching to oh, India. Yeah, to India. Yeah. Yeah, Carlos, yeah, yeah. no way he can stand it, behind I that. I had it on the notes. I had it on the notes, but yeah, it was Carlos's uh, daughter. Carlos's yeah. daughter. Yeah, see, like, but again, I teach if it, I teach for it not to be cool. I teach it because you have a, a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not for anything. And if, if you, you, you know, anybody that's listening, you're interested, um, I don't teach it to be a cool thing. Um, I, I meet you, I talk to you. Um, and it's not, again, I don't want anybody to take it personal. It's not because I'm wasting my time, but I just feel like I have so much knowledge in my, in my head and, and I want the same drive that I have. And it's difficult yeah. to, to, to find, you know what I mean? Like some people don't know that they have that, that, that music motivation, you know, it took me a while to understand the music and the entertainment motivation that I have in my body. Um, so you know, even DJing classes, like, yeah. where, where do I fit all this shit in? Like, it's yeah, in, it's and, incredible. So, and, and not the, like, it's not the fact that you're an asshole or that somebody has to be as passionate as you is that because you're doing so many things, yeah. an additional thing has a huge opportunity cost. Yes. Because you could be putting that into Oye or it's Nico P or Twitch or mm-hmm. your other ventures. Yeah. So, I, like, one of the things that I've started doing more and because I study high performers a lot is, and they do it is saying no. Yeah. Just just focusing and obviously not being an asshole when no, no, I say of course, no. Yeah. But just focusing. Yeah. Now I want to ask you the typical champagne question that we ask all the guests to Damn. close off every episode. I know that okay. you you're used to the champagne because you you're you're celebrating everything in life all the time at parties, events, and the champagne question goes like this. If we were to meet a year from now, 2022, with a bottle of champagne, okay. what are we celebrating in Nico P's life? Wow. That's a wicked question. A year from today, um, I would say the success of my baby, Oye Latinos, um, because I'm not going to stop until it's the greatest app in, in Canada. And my vision for the application and for everybody, anybody that owns a business is to bridge that gap from that Gia book to, to, to the palm of your hand. And, and as our slogan says, it's the Latin community in the palm of your hand. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's like you can't be more connected than, than having an app 
on your phone. Everybody has a yeah. phone. People don't even use computers now. Like everything is on your phone. So a year from today, I'd be celebrating the success um, and the building still of the future of Oye Latinos because I already have in my head. Love it. Every single city in Canada is going to be on this application. It will be a drop down menu. So wherever you're from, you're going to be able to click, see the businesses, see the DJs that are in your city, play them, play the podcast. Everything will be distinguished by city. And, I love and, it. And that's 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 where I see myself one year from today. Oh, that's so great. If a member of the community, like a realtor or a mom and pop shop, want to be included in the Oye Latinos app, do they send a DM to you on Instagram or Oye Latinos or what's the process? So the process is uh, directly with Oye Latinos or if you have me already on Instagram, it's Nico P, shameless plug, I-T-Z-N-I-C-O-P. Um, <laughs> you can send me a message, yeah. Send me a message or you can send an email to business at oyelatinos.com. That's Oye Latinos with an S. Don't forget the S. Um, again, we it, it's it's a Latin directory available to anybody. Mom and pop shops, we're trying to help out everybody in the pandemic. We do have a special price right now, um, just to get people on board to to you know believe in it. I had I had a hundred percent. I had I had a lot of people. You know, I presented the app, which were investors in the beginning. Um, you know, they 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 kind of banked on, on on their investment because now you know I made a deal with them. You know, a couple of years for free, this and that. But they believed in the process. So um, now that it's out, we do have an amazing price. It's a hundred bucks a year. That's oh, like less than eight dollars a month. That's incredible. It's a hundred bucks plus tax. And thousands of people have the app already. Uh, like it's been growing. Yeah, we're we're already almost twenty five hundred plus downloads. Incredible on, on on all platforms. So in such a short uh, time, it's impressive. Yeah, man. it's an amazing. So uh, shout out to you if you did not download it. Download it now. Yeah. Um, if you have Apple. All permissions are already granted because Apple doesn't care about you or, or your feelings or anything that you have with permissions. <laughs> so Apple, you're good. But if you do have an Android and you want to experience the full application, you need to give it full permission. You so, need to buy an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much buy an iPhone. No, if you have a Samsung or any Android device, you need to give it full permissions to enjoy the full application. Um, like uh, like you said, you know, the music, the business. Yes. And our slogan, music, business, and culture, the Latin community in the Palm hands i love it man nico you are a go-getter man you're a visionary you. you're an incredible member of this community i appreciate everything you're doing i appreciate you man thank you this is like my first official all-around it's nico p interview and i'm so glad that I, that you were able to do it yeah man. um i love the fact that you know you asked me questions that you know not the typical questions yeah and that you asked me about my life because that's that's who i am today everybody nobody sees it but it, it, this is this is many years in the making and yeah, i still man. got many more to go shout out to everybody around me um and if you want to meet me or connect with me i'm open book man let's work let's bring this community together because i i fully believe that we are probably the worst city in helping each other out like new york is better than us and there's millions of people there there's so <laughs> much hate in toronto there's so much jealousy this shit needs to stop because we need to help each other especially now during the pandemic yeah. um it, it's crazy uh and, and it's very sad the amount of people that put their life savings into a dream um you know mom and pop shops restaurants uh whether it was creating an, a business or whatever the case may be um keep your head up keep going don't stop like that's that's the way i think about it don't don't let anything take you down 
um, just keep going. Just, yeah. just do what you got to do. I agree. The Italians, the Portuguese, the Jewish, the Greeks are, are so much more united than us than yeah. us as a community. So I really appreciate what you're doing, what Carlos is doing, what Oye Latinos app is doing. And I'm and I'm really grateful to have you here. I wanted to have you because, as you know, the Stefan Dyer podcast welcomes people with remarkable stories for amazingly, amazingly vulnerable conversations. And this was just that. Stefan Dyer, Nico P on the Stefan Dyer podcast. Thank you. Nos vemos. Ciao, ciao. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to the Stefan Dyer podcast on YouTube. Ba, 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 ba. Gracias por escuchar el Stefan Dyer podcast. Arrivederci, my people.